Buck Benny, a two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to part three of our Bob Hope Christmas special from 1982. Now, 1982 was the year I graduated high school, so it's kind of fun to go back to that time frame. Uh, this is also five years after the death of Bing Crosby, a couple years after the death of John Lennon, and Reagan had been shot not too long before this. Now, in this particular episode, Bing is going to pay a nice tribute to Bing. Bob is going to pay a nice tribute to Bing Crosby. And uh, it's just interesting and sweet to um, have Bob Hope um, remembering Bing Crosby uh, after his death. And uh, they here's some a few moments with being in here. One point they present a short wave show. I don't know if that exists in better sound or not. He warns that the sound is not so good, and it's really not. Um, there's appearances by Desi Arnaz, who was his band leader back in the late '40s, and so it's it's neat to hear Desi for a few seconds. I don't think Desi ever. Um, got as much to do on Bob's show as he'd like to have done. Uh, but then, on the other hand, because he didn't have that much to do, he left the show at some point, and, and uh, he and his wife would go to on television and do the I Love Lucy show, so you can't complain about that. Also, they, the way this these shows interweave the old-time radio shows with the new is kind of interesting, and they have the Oak Ridge Boys on here seemingly, like, tagged on. It's um, just kind of an interesting sort of mismatch, but it's it's interesting to have it. Uh, and they do a, a beautiful piece from Amos and Andy's show, Christmas show. So there's a lot to uh, listen to on this episode as well in our part three of our four-part uh Bob Hope Christmas from 1982. So I hope you're going to enjoy this. I wanted our street to have the prettiest Christmas decorations in the neighborhood, so I strung colored bulbs from house to house all the way down the block. And I did all the electric wiring myself. If you'd like further information, just drive down Moore Park Street in North Hollywood. We're the third pile of ashes from the corner. You'll love it. Continuing a tradition that's been going on for the past 60 minutes. It's a Bob Hope NBC Christmas just like the ones we used to know. Presented by two sponsors who know you're enjoying the show as much as they enjoyed paying for it. Whitman's Chocolates and Kraft Foods. And here it is again, Bob Hope. But it's a wonderful Yuletide, and I gave away a lot of fine, expensive presents this year. <laughs> it's been a wonderful Christmas. I've been a regular Santa Claus. <laughs> it takes more than a pouch to make a Santa hope. Oh, you're still up there in my head, eh, conscience? What's wrong with you now? Well, you didn't give me a present. Why should I? All you ever gave me was dandruff. 
What about the time I saved your life when you were a baby? I don't remember your saving my life. Who do you think stopped your father from drowning you? <laughs> but I guess I do owe you something, Conch. After all, you've stuck with me through thick and thin. Only through thick, Hope. Remember, I'm in your head. <laughs> anyway, why should I give you anything for Christmas? What'd you ever do for me? What'd I ever do for you? Why, Robbie boy, I've done a lot for you. Remember when you were a little boy, you were crossing the railroad tracks, you didn't see a train coming? Suddenly, a little voice warned you just in time. I saved your life. That's right, I remember, Conch. Why, you saved my life. If it weren't for you, there would be no Bob Hope. Yeah, can you blame me for staying up here and never showing my face? Well, there's an example of my conscience getting the better of me. And you know, that happens a lot at this time of the year. Buying the right gift for someone can be a real problem at Christmas. It's moments like that bout with my conscience that make me want to splurge on presents. One year I decided to buy an antique gun for a friend of mine. And I went to a shop that specialized on early American firearms. Good evening, sir. May I help you? Oh, yes, I'm in the market for an early American gun. Fine. Our Miss Daniels will help you. Step right over here, please. How do you do, sir? May I be of service? Well, I hope so. I'm interested in an antique. Well, my number is Hillside 5413. <laughs> No, you don't understand. I'm looking for a pistol. After two cups of Ovaltine, I am a pistol. <laughs> Take it easy, dear. You'll pop the snaps on your camisole. <laughs> now, do you have any early American guns? Well, we have this pistol right here. It's very rare, a fine specimen. It's at least 200 years old. Well, it's certainly an interesting piece. Yes, and a tribute to the ingenuity of the early gun makers. You see, in order to fire the gun, the flint was inserted in the flint rock, and then a ball was placed in the barrel, along with a charge of powder from a powder horn and a wad of cotton. The whole thing was then rammed down with a ramrod, then the ramrod was replaced in its holder, and then the gun was cut and ready to go. And then they fired the gun? No, by that time the war was usually over. <laughs> I guess Christmas shopping holds trials and tribulations for everyone. Miss Vera Vague, who was a regular member of our cast for years, had problems of her own. Chief among them wasn't so much finding a Christmas gift, but finding a husband. So, so it was really crowded shopping in San Diego, Miss Vague. Crowded? Mr. Hope, I could hardly move. I was all squeezed in by a bunch of sailors. Yeah, that must have been terrible. Well, everybody to his own opinion. <laughs> oh, by the way, Mr. Hope, have you got my present yet? Oh, yes, Miss Vega, I got you something you've always wanted. <gasps> really? How tall is he? <laughs> no, no, Miss Vega, something for around your house, something to brighten up the place. Really? <laughs> How tall is he? <laughs> tall enough to see you first. Anyway, <laughs> Mr. Hope, I bumped into Santa Claus in one of the stores down there. Oh, goodness, he was so glad to see me. I don't doubt him, Miss Vague. I hear one of his reindeers is sick this year. <laughs> you dear boy. <laughs> you know, Mr. Hope, I can't think of a present to get my boyfriend. Tell me, if you were a man, what would you like? 
Well, Vera Vague may have had trouble in San Diego, and I may have run into complications at the antique store, but no matter where any of us went, we always seemed to run into that same sidewalk Santa while we were shopping. Put some money in the pot, boy. Now, what was the address of that shop? Maybe this Santa Claus knows. Hiya, Santa. Merry Christmas, boy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the good word? Put something in the pot, boy. Okay. Here's a dollar. Thanks. Wait a minute. You're putting it in your vest pocket instead of the kettle. Whoops, wrong pot. <laughs> My eyes are just going to pieces. Why, what's the matter? And as a child, my eyes were subjected to very bright lights. How come? Mother took me along every time they put her in the lineup. <laughs> well, you're a very interesting type. Have you always been a Santa Claus? Oh, no. Once I was a big influential man. I had clothes, cars, money, a good time Charlie. Then came, what, 1929. The crash? No, that was my number at Sing Sing. <laughs> oh, fine, a jailbird. That's right. And I wouldn't mind being in jail right now. You wouldn't? No. That way I could spend Christmas with the rest of the family. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You mean your whole family's in jail? Yes, it's something of a tradition with us. As a matter of fact, my great-great-great-grandfather, Hezekiah Kirkwood, came over on the Mayflower in the brig. <laughs> well, I don't know how anybody can be proud of having crooks for ancestors. Oh, but I am. And if you'll bear with me, sir, I'd like to show you a picture of my dad, old Goniff Kirkwood. <laughs> well, let me see. Say, that's very interesting. He's sitting in the electric chair holding a highball in his hand. <laughs> That's right. That was the day he was chosen man of extinction. <laughs> but enough of this persiflage. How about putting something in the pot, boy? You know, you fascinate me. You admit to being a crook. Boy, I'm so crooked I have to put my hat on with a screwdriver. <laughs> Well, frankly, I think you're bragging. Well, I got a right to. I just finished a 20-year stretch. What did you do 20 years for? Serving my wife breakfast in bed. They put you in jail for that? How come? Well, the bed was in a gnash, and then I drove it off a cliff. <laughs> Why, you cad? No, it was a gnash. <laughs> See... I've been studying you, boy. You look awfully familiar. Really? Well, I'm Bob Hope. I thought so. You know, I hear all your radio shows and I see all your pictures. Well, what do you think? Take something out of the pot, boy. <laughs> Merry Bob exchanges Christmas presents with Bing Crosby when a Bob Hope NBC Christmas continues. Right now, a message from the people at Whitman's Chocolates. I was the youngest in the family, so on Christmas morning, I always got to open the very first gift under the Christmas tree. Everyone used to push one special package toward me. <laughs> we all knew what it would be before I opened it. The Whitman Sampler, full of everyone's favorite chocolates. I'd open up the sampler and pretend to be surprised. <laughs> then we'd all laugh, pass it around, and get on with Christmas. 
Whitman's, part of America's Christmas ever since 1842. A Bob Hope NBC Christmas just like the ones we used to know continues with Bob, Bing Crosby, the Meltones, and Desi Arnaz, who was Bob's band leader for a while in the 40s. Hello, Bob. Oh, Desi, this is Bing Crosby. You've heard of him. Oh, sure. He's the American Tito Guisar. Hello, Tito. Habla español. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now hear from the voice of Firestone. Retread it, Mr. Crowley. Oh, buttermilk sky. I'm keeping my eyes on you. What's the good word tonight? Are you going to be mellow tonight? Oh, buttermilk sky Can't you see my little donkey and me? We're as happy as a Christmas tree Heading for the one I love Happy as a Christmas tree. Boy, that's an appropriate lyric for Bing. Not only because this is a Christmas show, but because that's just the way our audience would light up when he came on stage. Whether he sang a great tune like Buttermilk Sky or Joke With Me about the Christmas gifts we gave each other. This is shortwave, so listen close. I don't understand all this indignation, Junior. What do you expect me to give you for Christmas, Miss America? Wrapped in cellophane or something? Stop bragging. You couldn't get within a mile of Miss America with Errol Flynn on a leash. <laughs> I shall demonstrate to all concerned just who is the biker and who has the generous heart in this team. Now, for your Christmas gift from me, I want you to pick out anything in the place. A very generous Aunt Libby. No, I mean it. I, I mean it. Young lady. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, Christmas gifts were always an issue between Bing and me. And somehow, he always came away better than I did. Is this my present? Mm-hmm. The other side is a dish rag. <laughs> You cheapskate, you miser, you pebble beach penny pincher. Penny pincher? Why, look, Scrooge, I happen to know that you line the insides of your trousers with money. That's a lie. Don't tell me. I've seen you in the locker room. The flap on your underwear has a serial number. <laughs> I wouldn't talk if I were you. You're too cheap to even buy a Christmas tree. You've got Gary Cooper standing in your living room with pine needles stuck in him. <laughs> Well, is a base canard. Yes, well, it just so happens. What'd you say? <laughs> base canard, that's French for hopes, falsehood, lie. Look, hammy yogurt. <laughs> Why don't you speak English? There's nothing wrong with an occasional French phrase. After all, French is, is a romantic language, the language Ooh. of the intellectuals. <laughs> Go ahead, act superior. You had advantages, you went to college. Nobody helped me. I had to become an idiot on my own. As an instinctive reaction, if I've ever heard it. I might add, it's a job well done. Just for that. <laughs> Just for that, I'm not going to give you your Christmas present. Here, now, let me see that. Let go of that. Well, There you are, wise guy. Now we're even. Only a nearsighted, colorblind half-wit would wear that stupid-looking tie. I like it. 
I should have known. You don't go shopping for clothes in the store. You just hijack a Salvation Army truck. <laughs> Bing and I may have been tough on each other when it came to gifts, but he sure gave the rest of the world some wonderful Christmas presents. Ones that we continue to enjoy. Year after year, of course, I'm talking about his bounty of Christmas songs, like Silver Bells, Silent Night, Adesta Fidelis, which he'd do at the beginning of his Christmas show every year. And, of course, the all-time classic, White Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen to hear Sleigh bells in the snow I'm dreaming of a white Christmas With every Christmas card I write May your days be merry and bright And may all your Christmases be white I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten And children listen To hear sleigh bells in the snow NBC Christmas, just like the ones we used to know, continues right after these words from Kraft. Bite into casino natural cheese and you can almost taste the milk. Cause what you taste is mild and smooth. Casino. Casino natural cheese from Kraft. Take a smooth bite into any one of the distinctive tastes of Casino Natural Cheese. There's Casino Swiss, Munster, Monterey Jack, and Mozzarella. No preservatives and made. 
to be mild. Bite into casino natural cheese and you can almost taste the milk. Cause what you taste is mild and smooth. Casino. Casino natural cheese from Kraft. Made to be made to be mild. It's a Bob Hope NBC Christmas, just like the ones we used to know. And once again, here's Bob. For many years on NBC, there was a comedy program called Amos and Andy. It might have been one of the most popular shows of all time. And every year on their annual Christmas show, they'd include a beautiful sequence that became a classic because it contains the essence of the holiday, love. Picture a little girl all snug in her bed on Christmas Eve. Snow is falling outside her window. As she looks out, her father appears at the door of her room. Well, honey, I see you right in bed there. Uh-huh. Daddy, can I turn on the little radio for a minute before I go to sleep? Well, just for a minute or two, darling. I'll snap it on for you. There he is. Now we let it warm up a few seconds. We don't want to wake up baby. Oh, music never wakes him up, Daddy. Well, let me straighten your covers out a little bit. Did you say your prayers, honey? Mommy heard my prayers before she went out, Daddy. The Christmas choir continues with the Lord's Prayer. Well, now get under the covers, honey. Daddy, could you get some Christmas music on the radio? Why, darling, this is the very best Christmas music you could get. They're going to sing the Lord's Prayer. I've been saying the Lord's Prayer with Mommy. She's been teaching it to me. I know she is. What does the Lord's Prayer mean, Daddy? It means an awful lot, and with the world like it is today, it seems to have a bigger meaning than ever before. But what does the Lord's Prayer mean, Daddy? The Lord's Prayer? Well, darling, I'll explain it to you. Oh, will you, Daddy? Now, you lay down and you listen. All right. The first line of the Lord's Prayer is this. Our Father, which art in heaven, that means Father of all that is good where no wrong can dwell. And then it says, Hallowed be thy name. That means, darling, that we should love and respect all that is good. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. That means, darling, as we clean our hearts of all hate and selfishness, and fill our hearts with love, the good, the true, and the beautiful, then earth will be like heaven. That would be wonderful, Daddy. Give us this day our daily bread. That means to feed our hearts and minds with kindness, love, and courage, which will make us strong for our daily task. I see. And after that, the next line says, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. You remember the golden rule, honey? Yes, Daddy. Well, that means that we must keep the golden rule and do unto others as we would want others to do unto us. Oh. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That means, my darling, to ask God to help us do and see and think right so that we will neither be led or tempted by anything that's bad. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That means, darling, 
all the world and everything that's in it belongs to God's kingdom. Everything. Your mommy, your daddy, your little brother, your grandma, you and everybody. And as we know that and act as if we know it, that, my dear girl, is the real spirit of Christmas. That's good, Daddy. Isn't that beautiful? I don't think Frank Capra could have captured the spirit of Christmas better than that. Wait a minute. What's that? Jingle bells? What is it? Santa again? Why, no. It's Richard Sturban and the rest of the Oak Ridge boys were the Oak Ridge kids. And they got a song from their new Christmas album. Thank you very much, Bob. It's certainly a real joy and a real pleasure for the Oak Ridge boys to be a part of your Christmas radio special this year. All right, kids, come on, gather around. Gather around here with the boys. We're going to sing us a Christmas song. Come on, gather in now. As I personally reflect on Christmas as an individual, I think Christmas is certainly one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, I reflect on Christmas as a child, and it certainly was a time of family, time of getting together with my brother and sister, my mother and father, and, and a time of the year when it seemed like the family became closer together than it was at any other time of the year. And certainly some of my fondest memories are, are have to do with Christmas as a child. It's Bob, it's always a pleasure to be associated with a man and an entertainer of your caliber, and we're very, very happy to be here taking part of this Christmas radio special this year. It's Christmas. Let's hear the Oak Ridge kids do it. Come on. Well, as the Oak Ridge boys ride off into the sunset with the Oak Ridge kids, a Bob Hope NBC Christmas takes a short pause for the folks at Whitman's Chocolates. Every Christmas Eve when we were kids, we put a Whitman sampler by the fireplace for Santa. On Christmas morning, we'd run downstairs to see what chocolate Santa had eaten. Actual proof that he'd really been there. Well, it's become a family tradition. Now, my kids put a Whitman sampler by the fireplace every Christmas Eve. 
I think they're catching on to me, though, because Santa and I have the same taste in chocolates. Whitman's, a Christmas tradition ever since 1842.